and welcome to Kardashian, the podcast about all things Kardashian. I'm Jessica Jardin. And I'm Marcy Jarrow. <sighs> so I'll just, so Marcy is, Marcy knows this, but yeah. I, we were going to record yesterday as we normally do. And a thing happened that I feel obligated to share. I'm fine. Everything's fine. That's really low level drama on the whole, but I feel obligated to share it as a PSA. Um, and I just told Marcy the long detailed story, which I will not tell on this podcast because it is too long and involved. But basically I got fully telemarketed scammed yes, for yes. real. And it was like deeply traumatizing and, uh, <sighs> It sounds like it's like a scam that is specific to LA. I looked, I like obviously went down the rabbit hole yesterday, but basically I got a call from in LA. We have what's called the DWP, the Department of Water and Power. And I got, it was like a whole scam about like my bills being behind and it actually tracked with my account, which makes me think there's like an inside mole at the DWP or something. But like <laughs> it was very, they had a lot of my actual info. The number was an 800 number. It had the exact same. Or they could have stole a piece of your mail. Yeah, truly. And they the, like, like the one that said that you like, they could have stolen the piece of mail that had the bill in it that you didn't pay. Yeah. Cause I never got a delinquent notice, but then when I went in, I did see that, um, that my bill was behind that auto pay that I had, I had a new credit card and it had been attached to my old card. So right. my auto pay hadn't gone through. So I was like, Oh, right. I really am. So I'd paid it. Um, but it was this fishy thing where it was like a, a disconnect notice. Normally they start sending you like a lot of bills that start kind of like have read on them and stuff. And they, yeah. you know, they, they're pretty good about being like, Hey, fuck up. They can let you. <laughs> and also I feel like they let it go a, a long, a long time. time, but yeah. I have gotten an ac accidental disconnect like a long time ago. So I'm pretty freaked out about it. And basically I got this call in the middle of my, like it, I was having a very crazy work day yesterday and I got this message that said they were turning my power off at midday and my, uh, and Tim was in a meeting and I was like panicked because and they were like it can take up to two or three days to reconnect once it's like an official disconnect which I just like believed and basically I ended up on the phone with like a woman who I thought was like a manager of the DWP who had an answer for every crazy question and it was like but also was like scaring me and rushing me and like I fully started crying at one point because I was so stressed and like I did not understand how like they didn't have a record of my bill being paid and it went on and on and on and I ended up I will not get into the details but like I gave them money a lot of money hundreds of dollars and the, only after the fact realized that it was completely a scam like if you google it the DWP is like it's like fully a scam in LA and they're like we wouldn't we do not take money like in over the phone in that way we do not like it's was completely just like a, a complete scam. And before anyone says all the things I said to Jess about like, can you just call your bank and tell no, them it's fraud? Like it was not through my bank. Yes, it was. They it was a real slippery. It they were they're slick. It was really slick. It was like truly I, I was like heartbroken because it was because I fully was like I you know was like upset on the phone with a woman that I was like talking to and was walking me through it and I thought helping me figure it out and 
she was absolutely just like a criminal who took my money and I did not realize it. And then I felt like so embarrassed and like mortified yeah. and like fell down like the craziest shame spiral that I had like been had. Cause immediately mm. when I told Tim, he was, he knew that it was a scam, which of course when you hear it, but it was like over such a long, weird phone call and like a person who just had an answer for every, every yeah, shred of doubt she probably I had. tries to do that all, all day, day, every like, day. Like the, I mean, Oscar level acting. I couldn't believe it in retrospect when I like played back every moment. I was like, oh my gosh, it was such good acting. And I was so upset because it was so much money and to me. And and luckily, I'm very lucky it won't like I'm not, you know, I'll I'll be fine. But it just was so upsetting to like realize that there are like shitty criminals out there. And yeah. like I was so upset and I was just like couldn't get out of it last night. I was so bummed. And Mercy came by <laughs> when I was at therapy and, and left a bottle of wine because she's so sweet. Well, Isn't that nice, you guys? Well, uh, Tim was very sweet when I dropped it off because he was like he felt so bad and then he's like but it was it it was he's like it made like it's so easy to see how she like <laughs> he was like they just like found the perfect person who the things actually lined up for so it did make sense like I couldn't he, believe it but it was just like the way that he was like really just <laughs> making sure that I understood that like it really like this is crazy but it did make a lot of sense at the time well because i think he felt bad because i like called him to be like i had the craziest morning trying to pay this bill and then like he immediately was like that's a scam and i was like what are you talking about and like he had to hear the moment that like it all inverted oh. and like how upset I got and how like crazy that made me. Um, so I felt like he felt bad being like, oh, no, 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 no. I mean, any because, but he so immediately heard it as a scam uh, because when you relay it, it's like, yeah, but in the moment. So anyways, the whole point is not boohoo me. I'll be fine. But a P I just never want anyone. I never want it to happen to anybody again. I'll probably post about it on like my stories and just be like, hey, this isn't real. Don't fall for this. Um, don't ever fall for it and pay online pay online and like or you call the number on the website yourself yes or i would say like i should have asked them for more information you know yeah. and like they didn't really ask for <laughs> like i just didn't it's very funny too because I, I was telling tim i was like as someone who has been very very poor for a decade uh, it couldn't have happened to me because I don't answer phone calls. And two, I would say, can I call you right back if anyone ever asked me for money? And I hang up immediately because I was always so like, I'm trying to skirt the bill collectors. <laughs> so uh, it could happen to me now, possibly. But I just but back I, in the day, I'd be like, oh, I got to let you go. Call you right back. <laughs> Bye. Um, it was something about the fact that it's like your power getting turned off. Also, you are a responsible person. Not, you are. You have a like a very good job you're like oh. you know a boss lady so you're like i can't be having my lights turned out what would i literally was what just, do go to a hotel th Ooh, i ran that through but yeah. then i was like oh, we just got all that ice cream it's gonna <laughs> melt and i was thinking all our food in the fridge and i was like oh tim loves his ice cream oh my god i was just like we can't have our fucking power go off for three days like what are we gonna do that's insane because i'm like and it does play into that thing of like like you i did not have money and i didn't know and i would constantly be that person that was like paying it just in the nick of time yeah. and like my credit was garbage because of it because I was always just barely making my payments and so I have so much PTSD from being like bad at adult stuff me too yeah and I like get so I can get 
and so that was so much of it was the way the woman was talking to me was like kind of this me upset mom almost you know and I felt so embarrassed that's why I started crying so I was like I'm I paid this though and it like completely played into all of my like latent bad adult period stuff you know well tell them the best part of the story which I think is the heroes this is the end of your hero's journey so after I realized it was a scam I tried to go back to work. It was just too, I was too frazzled. I decided to work from home. I drive home. I'm parking and I see the number come up again. And I'm like, no fucking way. Insane. No way. No way this lady's calling me back. She got my money. Like, I assumed the number would like disconnect immediately. I pick up and she's like, hi, Miss Jordan. It's me, Elizabeth. I've been speaking with you about your DWP bill. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I wanted to call with some updates on your account. And I was telling Marcy, I wish I had waited to hear what yeah. her next step was. But I spazzed and I was like, what do you want from me? And she was like, what? And I was like, you are a liar. This was a scam. You're not the real DWP. I don't know who you are. You're probably not even Elizabeth. You took my money. And she was like, why would you say that? Of course I am the DWP. And I was like, you're not. I Googled it. It's not real. It's a scam. You're a criminal. You're a bad person. You took my money. And she was like, that's not true. And I was like, it's not. Why is it everywhere if I Google? Why does it say that the DWP doesn't accept money in this way? And she was like, ma'am, ma'am. And I was like, you're a bad person. I started like sobbing. And I was like, you took my money. You got it. You have it. What do you want? Leave me alone. You get my money. You got it. You're a shitty, bad person. You're a criminal. And you got my money. What do you want? And then she hung up on me. And I was like, okay, well, at least I got to scream at her. Hey, I think it's actually maybe worth the money. To just get uh, to scream at somebody who wronged you. To have something pulled out inside of you that you don't normally get to access. I never talk to anybody. I, I am always working in therapy on like letting myself be visibly mad or upset with people and it was a very crazy feeling to get to be like scream cry at somebody and to just be like I'm making it sound like it was very calm it was psychotic it was like fully like scream scream screaming it's so funny because I just recently on like Sunday asked my roommate because she's so nice I was like have you ever like yelled at anyone (laughs) and she was like like over text and I was like no like in their face and she or like you know like yeah and she could not she was like she she has been terse with someone before but never yelled and she's like have you and i was like yeah and then i started and i had just so i ran out of fingers and i was like oh yeah and then i've gotten in some fights in basketball and like like it's a a big goal of mine to be to be angry more like it's a huge thing i'm working on because like because you are anyway it's just showing people and so it helps them process too. And it's also it's a, honestly you're doing them a favor when you're screaming at people. But like what <laughs> it, it's just I it's so learned to just like eat shit and then like carry it around and be mad and like yell and then it becomes somebody else's problem later, you know, or I take it out some other place and it's like how much of life is it how important it is to obviously not be like an angry person or unnecessarily like exploding at people but to be like, "Hey, I don't like this. I'm mad right now. This sucks. I'm very upset with what's going on." And like how healthy that can be yeah. you know and that it's like you just have to grab re- your anger it's a really it's not I was not taught to do that growing up and so I'm like even on this call this woman was like badgering me at moments at one point she told me to calm down 
and I let her. And that was the part that made me so upset was I was yes. like, I let a stranger Ugh. like who, what? Yeah. Um, and, but then I got to yell at her. So anyways, guys, uh, don't be me. Uh, you know, trust, trust. Uh, well, I was saying, as you were telling me the story, you were telling me so many times that you were like, that doesn't make sense. So uh, also, I uh, not this is not victim blaming, but uh, trust yourself. Like yeah. trust yourself. Just to, also like if anyone is ever sort of like rushing you or like not giving you a moment of just like that was so the key piece of it. Like she just moved really fast, and it was like everything was about how little time there was, and that I had like it was meant to make me feel frantic, and I was already having such a stressful yeah. morning that it just like kicked it into gear and it was like okay I guess I just have to take care of this but now my mom had a few funny anecdotes about this or not uh-huh. anecdotes she one I was she, she was like what are you doing and I was like well, I was supposed to record but just had a bad day and I told her the story mm. like the uh, top line of the story and she was like you know that happened to me once someone said that they were calling from the IRS and they said yes, that I know this one yeah. I had to give them money or they were gonna arrest me and I said well then come on down <laughs> and they were like ma'am we're totally serious she's like so am I <laughs> see that's uh, how you respond but also like we come from uh not just like white privilege but actual law enforcement right privilege. you like a law enforcement yeah. family so yeah. you're like even if like the federal also like that's not how it works <laughs> yeah no no one just like comes to arrest you although i used to call people and tell them they had a, a warrant out for their arrest really i one summer i worked as in the warrants department of our sheriff's office oh my god and scary. i would call people and say hi this is Marcy Jower with the Living Superior Sheriff's Office and I was just calling to let you know that there's a warrant out for your arrest. <laughs> and if you don't come into the courthouse and sign a $500 bond, I'm going to send a, a patrolman out to pick you up, okay? Oh my right. God, Marcy! Bye-bye. And I would say it just like that so that people wouldn't scream at me. So I would like throw them off and be like, yeah. hi! <laughs> like I would, and I was only 19, so I was like deathly afraid of someone screaming at me. Oh my God. And uh, w- one of the older women at work had been choked recently. Mm. Like, someone came in and just I don't like that fair I think it was sort of not warranted in warrants but good pun she had told a woman whose son was uh, arrested that her, that she needed to <laughs> she needed to do better mothering and oh, the woman yeah. well that's the woman grabbed that her right go by there. her old throat <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't open that up and then the second thing my mom said was that I laughed so hard at <laughs> she said did her husband yell at her <laughs> about Tim to me she said oh was her husband upset did he yell at her and I was like that's not how people are that's not how like it's not the 1950s he's mad at me that I lost our money (laughs) I was like um that's not really what a cherry on top if I had that day and I walked in and then it was like I got a real talking to yeah you had some Wrist grabbing and how could you? Jessica Fink. Oh my God! It, I like that. That that's very funny. That her brain like, went there. No, um, no, she didn't get a. She didn't get a talking Although, to. I understand why my mom asked that because we come from a household of screamers and blamers. Yeah, that like this all like the idea that anything that happens in life there could have been a better answer. There could have been a better thing you could have done so that it didn't happen. And they're always doing that like Monday morning quarterbacking, which is so unhelpful. And they even do it about things. It's like this is not a black and white issue. No, like like, you know, like about like how people it's like. So I I understand why she did that. But but I laughed so hard. Um, So funny. 
very funny. I, well, I appreciate her concern and your concern. And ultimately, I am absolutely fine in the grand scheme of things. But um, Man, scams, scams are scary. They're scary. It just felt, made me feel like such a bumpkin to remember that there's like, yeah, people who that's that was her. That was that lady's Monday was just like stealing my money. And I was like, OK, here you go. Oh, boy. But anyways, um, onward. All right. So How the, are you? Um, good. I so I don't have other than like I'm not have getting scammed. <laughs> I've been having some gastritis or something going on for two weeks, but other than that, great. Well, I want that to ease up for you. Oh me too. <laughs> oh also, me too. Did I tell you I'm in voice lessons and I'm learning an Italian opera? No, not a whole opera, but an opera song. <gasps> Um, I, uh, so, oh, this is very exciting. This is uh, next time we record, I'll be on the other side of this, but on Saturday I'm going to Vegas for the night. Wow. Um, my Christmas present from Tim was, uh, tickets to see Mariah Carey. (gasps) Oh, right. That's going to be so fun. But so it's very cute because I know every detail of Mariah Carey's life by heart etched Uh etched (laughs) to my brain for all of eternity. But it was very funny. He was like, I don't really know that much like i don't mm. really know her story or and i don't know her and then music. he won't understand the concert if he doesn't know the backstory <laughs> so, but he was like is there like a doc we could watch and i was like oh i don't know so we, we found this sort of like um you know biography channel old they used to make those and it was anyways it was like a very poorly made glossy kind of story of her life uh that ended with her new relationship with nick cannon that's how old it was Ooh. um well. But they had a, there was a very funny part where she was like talking, because her mom is famously an opera singer. Oh. Um, that's how Mariah like learned oh, to sing. that's gotta be very helpful. Yeah, so it's like Mariah telling very smugly this story about like, yeah, and there I was like pretty much a baby and I started singing along in Italian and it's like, mm, Mariah. <laughs> I mean, big deal. Babies don't know any language. <laughs> she's like, my mom heard me singing in Italian. And I was like, oh, oh she's, Gosh, I love her funny. and she's insufferable. Um, well, speaking of divas, yes. let's talk about this week's Oscars. Yes. Um, I enjoyed watching it. Me I too. don't care what anyone said. Also, I've uh, taken to the streets defending Billie Eilish. I love you calling her your daughter. That's my baby. That's my daughter. Why do I care? <laughs> because I gave birth to her. Um, she did not roll her eyes or no. make a face at Maya and Kristen Wig. Of course I not. said Maya and Kristen Wig as if they were married. Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wig. <laughs> uh, we can dream. <laughs> she was looking at the stage and smiling at them and then her eyes glanced up and she realized she was on camera yes. on one of the big screens and then she made a face. Leave my daughter <laughs> baby alone. Look, we are entering what I will call a, a Billy watch, which is her fame has rocketed to such a level uh you know i would put i would put like a kaya gerber in this category there's young children that i get very worried about and i'm like we need to protect billy she's she's gonna be fine she's very famous right now and she's very young but i want us to just be kind i can tell that she's susceptible to like because she posted a bunch of her looks from the oscar night she's like yeah it was like and she's like go on and make fun of it i know you haters love to and it was just like no billy we love you love you all right let's get into the news though okay so the kardashian jenners they hit and the town the we're showing up at the oscars did you watch the video i sent you of courtney chloe kylie and yes. travis scott post oscar party yes um like 
in their like post Oscar, like post post Oscar party. Yes. They, Courtney is so drunk. Yes. She's so drunk. She is like eating a King's Hawaiian what, is roll. Is that what that was? It's, Hawaiian rolls, yeah, right? It's that yellow sweet bread. <laughs> she's like shoving it in her mouth from out of the packet. The big like pack of like yes. 20. I, I don't. And then um, like Chloe's really drunk and Travis like is definitely rolling either a big blunt or a spliff. Yeah, it's a very confusing scene. Kylie has this, yeah, that tiny troll doll that she loves. There's like a, to, everyone has like a character game. Yes, <laughs> going it's so, on. it's really wild. And then later on in the night, um, we had Chloe saying, Courtney ruined my night. Yeah, what does that mean? We don't know. She didn't explain it. They were all over social media that night because they were yeah. just drunk and they were, they were like Snapchatting and TikToking and like, like, yeah, she said, um, ugh, why did Kylie Jenner and I allow Courtney to ruin our <laughs> night last night? Ugh. Ugh. But that was at, actually, that was at 8 p.m. So she, that was not while she was drunk. I wonder what happened. And then like 20 minutes later, she wrote, oh, at Courtney Dash. What does it mean? Who knows? What did she do? I wonder if she just got too drunk, maybe. Maybe she was just like too drunk, too drunk and too much. I mean, also the way she's eating, it makes me believe that she could be drunk or she might be stoned yeah, as hell. They, I mean, they definitely hit the town, which makes me happy. Like, I love that they're like... Uh, I love this universe of um, the Oscars are for, you know, this elite upper crust that are in films. It's the highest honor. And then I love the way that like they, the Oscars end and the next tier unlocks and all the tiers below and it becomes just like. Wait, Every, but also like Vanderpump Rules, like half the cast from Vanderpump Rules was at the Oscars, like at the actual. Oh, they really? Were, they were up in the high tiers, but why? Why would Black they be China there? was there? Well, somebody cracked the case on why she was there. Her, she was the date of a music producer well, who does like, but it, but, but it even was still, it's baffling. like what? What? Ha? Who? Okay, so the bigger thing is Kim yeah. Kardashian's after party look yes i i you felt schooled by this didn't like it well and then i felt embarrassed because i am such a i didn't appreciate it i was it. embarrassed I when you said you didn't like it because i was like oh i think it's really cool i so you you i shamed you, not you sh only you well it's a it's a testament to like like we said earlier trust your gut <laughs> what you feel is what you feel your opinion can't be wrong just because you don't like the most important dress <laughs> of the century doesn't okay. make look you don't have to like it it's just the most important dress okay. of the century it Listen. is an alexander mcqueen <sighs> it is i did some reading on it because i was so enthralled by this story of i think it's called it was from his collection 2003 Three. Yeah. of the eerie is what it was called i r um r wait i think it was eerie right what am i saying um oh i r e r e the eerie rear collection Arre yeah so basically this is all about um a fairy tale at sea but it's not like a good one it's uh it's a bad one about like the 
pirates and whatever. So the wow. idea of this dress is like as if a, a, a bride fell into the ocean yeah. or, and so it's like this kind of deteriorated, beautiful dress. It's called the oyster dress. Mm. And it is, there's only two of it in existence, oh period. God. And oh, um, one is at the the MoMA, uh-huh. or, yeah, or the Metropolitan, Metropolitan in New York. Okay. And the other one is um, on Kim's body. It was a Christmas present from Kanye because he got it. He got her a few couture dresses for uh, for Christmas because he wanted her to always have something to wear because it was the most stressful part. And it truly is like, I mean, I read um, I might have taken some screenshots so that I could remember all this stuff. So I have started over the holidays or actually the first of the year. Maybe I started following this guy um, or. Um, Philippe something his it's um Philippe M N Z P and he okay. does some amazing threads about Kim. Oh. He's obsessed. He did like her whole decade in fashion. Oh, I need to follow. It's great. So yeah, this dress. Um, yeah, it's oh here it is, a rear a, a eerie or whatever it is, a poetic rendering of a disaster at sea. The story of a woman shipwrecked on an island. She evolves from a pirate to conquistador and finally Amazonian goddess. Well, uh, let me say a few things. (laughs) So let me say, upon further reflection, I do very much like this dress. I did not give it a solid look. It's not my favorite, but... I think that knowing the story is incredible. Also, it was very purposeful because I think yesterday was the 10-year anniversary of um, Lee Lee Alexander McQueen, the designer. It's the 10-year anniversary of uh, him killing himself, That which blew my mind because I remember it. I remember it so well, so, so well, because I had like, like one of those things I was telling Tim, it was one of those things where it's like things you can't, that you feel like you were such an adult. And then it's like, wait, how was that 10 years ago? So that was 10 years ago. So that was like, again, like such a purposeful choice for her to wear that dress on Sunday. Um, And the story behind it is beautiful. And Uh, I was like, oh, I'm stupid. This is like an incredible choice in a beautiful dress. Also, um, one I don't think you're crazy for not liking it because in the photographs that are in her it's like she does like seasonal uh bathroom decor <laughs> and it's a bunch of like weird wispy like um like those cattail plants and weird feathery yes. things and it, oh yeah and I think in that context it looks a little like overwhelming and kind of like it washed just felt out like because it was the wa- colors are all like it similar fe- in that bathroom it felt like it was wearing her and it just looked like a lot of like loose toilet paper strands hanging off did but you like- notice that her hair is even wet as an homage to the sea <laughs> I, I've learned my lesson no, no, no. I just like was like I think I like this and then I was so happy that this uh, it's an Twitter user story. did uh, also, like, sort of, if you think about the the telling of uh, a disaster at sea where someone reemerges as an Amazonian, like she literally, like, think of the last few years of their mm-hmm. life, and that she's also reemerging as like this powerful woman, w- which actually dovetails into a story you have here, which was this New York Times article yes. that I loved. If anyone hasn't read it, it's called Kim Kardashian has learned restraint. And it's primarily about Skims, which had a really big week. They Skims is now in Nordstrom's, uh, selected Nordstrom's. Also, what a crazy, like, amazing opening they had oh. at Nordstrom. It was like all these models, like just dozens and dozens of models of 
all shapes and sizes truly truly actually like <laughs> one of the models is like a size uh like 16 and a 52 or like you know like yeah. just just what you wouldn't normally see parading around Nordstroms and then having like this weird like mannequin esque uh like show it was very it was cool an amazing event it was like the first 50 people got a photo with Kim and then yeah there was this sort of like uh, show, fashion show slash presentation in the Nordstroms in New York, and it was like it was perfect. It was so well done. There, she's ugh, her taste is incredible, and so there's this great New York Times article talking about primarily it's to promote Skims, but um, in the story of it, but it's a really great piece where she kind of talks a lot about like like what she's learned about like putting her name on things and how as a businesswoman. And what I loved is. Uh, it, it says in November TMZ reported via sources with direct knowledge that Ms. Kardashian West believed Skims would be her billion dollar company. Her husband Kanye West had already built one Yeezy. So had her little sister Kylie Jenner. But Ms. Kardashian West, the family's original money tree, had not made it there with her pre-Skims businesses, including KKW Beauty and KKW Fragrance. <laughs> and then the quote made me laugh. I mean, I think everyone would hope to have a billion dollar business, she said when asked about the report. <laughs> but um. You know, I, on the one hand, I don't think we need more billionaires in this world. It's fine. But I it's a very powerful um, space that Kim is in in this. It's the quotes are great. And it talks a lot about like she's very, um, I think, transparent and really candid about like the mistakes she feels like she's made and like what she would attach her name to back in the day. Uh, and like, and how she just has learned to to run her business. Should have put a pee hole in her shapewear. Oh, yeah, it's, there's like a hole. She's running like, I don't piece. know why I didn't put a pee hole. God, I really regret that. Well, I guess it was a learning curve. You know, you got it. Like, it's truly like she really goes. <laughs> and it she is. really is processing. Also, I have to say, this the pictures attached. She looks like hell i know they're not great photos it's they're shocking very bad um i was very shocked i don't bad. know that i've you do not see bad pictures of kim and they're the oldest she's looked but i was like also look this is bad to say but i understand why she bronzes herself all up for pictures because when she's washed out she looks like a goth like it's really she and she looks so like taut and like pulled and it's not flattering. It's not. It's shocking. But then you see her on Sunday night and she's okay. looking like, you know, just not a like a, a conquistador who's turned into an Amazonian. <laughs> you know, like she's really th thriving. Um, oh, wait. Can I read this quote? Yes. This is the last thing I'll say. Um, so she's saying there. So in the article, it says there is a catalyst behind Miss Kardashian West's growth. It is not just natural career ma maturation. She didn't evolve on her own, which may be disappointing to those who have organized her into the hashtag girl boss category of entrepreneurs. It was her husband who changed her she said mr west would turn down high paying opportunities if they didn't align with his beliefs and goals and she would watch in awe at his restraint quote when i first met him i probably didn't believe in that or understand it she said i think i did at one point a carl's jr campaign and a cupcake campaign and a weight loss pill or diet or something all at the same time and it was all very contradictory and my whole mentality has changed now so I I think that the, you know I love a I love an honest Kimmy telling us the how she views her career it's cool. Wait, speaking of Kanye and the jumping back to the Oscars, yeah. Kanye came out looking like 
someone who cared again. I know. He was wearing this leather uh, sports coat, leather suit. And he had this chain. Like, he looked great. They were very, like, kissy and, like, they were showing PDA on the red carpet. Like, also, they went to the, is it the Vanity Fair after party? That's the big one. And Brad Pitt is there's a picture of Brad Pitt talking to Kim. Really? He's like leaning forward. He has both her hands in oh. he has both his hands around one of her hands and like he's God. like you know, like she's getting to know people. She, but apparently they're already friends because he's been to Sunday service and he thinks Brad, it's a, you're he right. says it's a really cool thing. He loves what Kanye's doing. It's like what a like, you know, what a new cool thing just to have people around and feeling good. Beautiful people all connecting and collaborating. Um and also <laughs> again, like talking about Kylie and Travis. Yeah. So they were hanging out, people are like, they're getting along, they're doing great, they're co They did the Oscar parties together. But a lot of people are like, maybe they're in love again. Well, I mean, I don't know that we've ever seen like a rift between them in this breakup. And they've been by each other's side through like all, all stormy stuff yeah. and her birthday. So it's kind of to me like, well, we don't really have any evidence that they've been apart, you know, other than like rumors. So they might just be existing in some in-between space. Well, I do think it's like one of those slow reconnects. My my just like yeah. feel on it from so far away. They have a kid together. But I mean, hey. I wouldn't be mad. Great. Do yeah, it. Good. Do it. So um, in other news, um, Sophia Ritchie. Oh, yeah. What <laughs> happened here? So not that long ago, like days days ago uh-huh. um she unfollowed courtney on social media Ooh. so it was during a mass unfollow where she was cleaning up okay that's a new it's a good cover however courtney had never been following sophia <laughs> and sophia was probably following her from before she was with scott if you think oh, about it oh i bet you're right right because yeah. she's friends with kylie and she's in that circle yeah also, Scott was not following Sophia because I don't think he like follows anyone. He does one of those deals. Oh, okay, okay. Which is very safe for celebrities. A few celebrities will do that. Yeah. Um. So you can't judge them by birds of a feather sort of ruling. So, but now she's re-following Courtney all of a sudden. And what? Scott is following her. What happened, guys? What is this? What a time to be alive to also, try to read these tea leaves. What a time to be a 21-year-old. 21. That is what we are watching right here. Oh we are God. watching some classic 21-year-old. Impulse. Yeah. Impulse. Just being like a rich 21-year-old who's like, I hate her. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, but then there's literally like some, yeah. A bunch of news stories news about stories it. And and people like, who sit in podcast about it. And it's just like a 21 year old person probably drunk was like, click. <laughs> and like Also recently, I don't know what red carpet she was on, but someone was asking her like, are we going to see more of you on the show? And she was like, no. And then she looks over her shoulder, I assume back to Scott or someone. And she's like, I want to be an actor. Yeah. I she like, acting. She, <laughs> I'm going to move away from the reality sphere. Yeah, that she's like announcing that she's going to be an actress, which, hey, she'll probably get to because she can probably do whatever she wants. Yeah. I mean, that's what's so crazy. Like I saw last night, it looked like um, Victoria, who was Kylie's assistant for forever, uh, did like a lingerie collab. Like they were having some dinner and it was like, congratulations, Victoria. And I was like, 
what is what is this what is even happening like <laughs> what's happening the lady who is like the hot assistant to kylie's like i'm a i mean and that's the whole point that's like how they all get set up that's how I it mean, is so weird how jordan's this, like, deal was that too publicist yeah. thing like um what's laurie mc laurie log what's her name laurie, laurie laughlin laurie laughlin's daughter jade jade grace or something olivia like that. olivia jade yeah yes she must have hired a publicist right after her mom went to the clink um, because she's being like seen out with Kylie and Stassi. And yes. she's I, there's so many headlines about her right now that you're like, oh, you hired a publicist. Yes, absolutely. Because you're getting so much bad press. You, you're trying to bury it a little bit. Yeah. So publicist, man. <sighs> what a job. The last little bit of no, uh, noise. Noise. Yes. Noise. noise. Um, black china a real uh post and delete she posted a sonogram image to her instagram and then deleted it pretty quickly uh and then said and then source and then her people came out and said she is not pregnant okay what do you think that game was and the hashtag was apparently blessed 2020 yes God, she's great. Do you? I, I, God, I, she's wild. What is she doing? I assume that was just to scare someone she's dating. I guess that's exactly it. <laughs> just to be like, here's a sonogram. I mean, I'm very curious. Or to scare a woman who's dating, who's like dating someone that she used to date or something. <laughs> I don't know. It just feels like, what are we doing? Well, I imagine that we'll get some clarity on this. If she, if she is pregnant, uh, also, we'll it's find not out. The first time she's done this before. <laughs> of course or she, she has. pretended to, she posted a sonogram <laughs> and said she was pregnant. Only oh, to that's say. right. It says at a quick glance that she did this in 2018. <laughs> the image looked like a standard sonogram. However, it was doctored to include an image of an airplane in place of a child. A joke that China was, quote, expecting more traveling. Oh. <laughs> Marcy. So weird. I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to start posting sonograms of whatever's coming up in, for me. If it's just like. No, you can't. Because people don't get jokes and they don't read carefully. <laughs> and then people will just think that you are having a baby. I'm going to po- post one that has like um, a couple martinis inside of it. And yeah. it's just like expecting will, a fun weekend. People will still think. <laughs> You know, once I like posted on Facebook a little joke about uh, because I used to always joke with my friends about being a prop comic. Yeah. And granted, some people have made multiple, multiple, multiple millions of dollars doing it. But for me, I was like, that's not cool. I don't like it. This is long ago. So I posted on Facebook. Oh, man, I really hope I make it as a prop comic someday. And too many people (laughs) responded in earnest saying they really believed in me. Oh no! Uh, and I felt bad. <laughs> That's so and rough. then I disappointed them because I never made it as a I prop would comic. Die to see you do prop comedy. It would be a true thrill. I think I'd be great at You'd it. You'd be so good at it, Marcy. You could give me one of those pool noodles, and yes! I could entertain you for hours. Um, I would truly happily watch you do that. I'll just say this: uh, babies love me. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> okay. All right. Should, should we get into this app? We are in so season four. We got to point episode out. Episode five. Shape up or ship out. Yes. Point out what? For anybody, we've gotten some really nice messages. Um, people are watching along with us, which is so fun. Uh, I encourage you to. But a very, <laughs> we talked about this before. This is so bizarre that 
it's like two it'll be two episodes that are 20 minutes this one was another 45 minute episode just a big bloated mess of an episode uh, a, a lot, lot of, of a stories. lot of stories lot a lot a lot and it is just such a wacky season like yeah. this season order is so confusing to me i mean it doesn't matter but it's just well, like we're trying out a new format but just for know. anybody following it's why it's making it hard to just keep these recaps at like any consistent pace because it's literally twice as long without we just pull it up and it's like oh yeah. okay it's a twice as long episode so so we'll get into it so there's a couple storylines we got as always. uh getting ready for the baby with Co- with courtney and scott we have uh caitlin wants her own independence financial independence yep. and then we have rob's heartbreak from adrian three big stories there's almost no B or C. These are all kind of These like are big all A juggernauts. Yeah. Um, I guess we could start with uh, Scott and Court. Yeah. Um, so we, we our cold open is decorating this or th- talking about decorating yeah, the baby's room. The room is room. a big mess. The baby's room is not ready. It's filled with piles of clothes. It's just a whole full <laughs> closet. It's before they started getting built in. Yes. It's two months out from baby. So yes. Mason is two months from arriving. Yes. And we have Chris saying, I like the Hermes blue. Oh, I loved the choice to make the, to paint the room Hermes blue. Then we can tell everybody it's Hermes blue. Oh boy. Chris is, a, this She's is sort of an, as hell. this is a bit of an insufferable Chris episode. Um, oh yeah. But we get some delightful moments, but it's a lot. And so we see like basically the, we set up the idea that Scott is not helping Courtney. No. He's not really interested. He's like, you got this covered. Uh, peace. Bye. Not caring about the baby coming. We get a scene. They go to... It was funny because they go to this baby store called Bell Bambini. And it was <laughs> such a flash for me because... I have so many like it was such a 2009 flashback. I have so many memories of reading in Us Weekly like so and so was spotted in Bell Bambini. And it would be like how that was like how you would guess that people were like having a baby, you know, I was like, I can't believe my L.A. baby store knowledge goes so deep that I was like, oh, it's Bell really, Bambini. Boy, e-commerce has really changed the world. I mean, no, you're not seeing this shit. No, not Bell Bambini. So we have Scott, Rob and Courtney in there and we have like Rob cl- climbing into cribs they're just being insufferable also like scott's joking around like sitting in one of those gliding rocking chairs and he's like do my nails bitch Uh, like i can't imagine someone talking to me that way without me actually harming them or their property (laughs) it's like scott in this episode it made me feel like it was such an uptick like the producers like pulled him aside and were like you know what we love when you are just this like misogynistic little prick we love it everyone loves it oh yeah because he has like in he has so many i mean he's supposed to be kind of an asshole in this storyline but it's just crazy like that scene yeah like do my nails bitch was like wait what yeah but uh court gets pretty mad she feels uh, like really bummed out. Then we have another scene where they're at their uh, Courtney and Scott's townhouse. And he's like not helping her put not together helping crib. the crib. And he like literally leaves her alone to do it. And he's just being kind of like a cartoon dick. Yeah. And then we have the scene with Courtney and Chloe at the dash store. And Scott's not answering the call. And she wants to go to this breastfeeding class. And 
Chloe's like, uh, I'll go with you. Also, I would taste your breast milk. Yeah, How did we get to that so fast? <laughs> it was. Oh, it's because Caitlin said that she had yes. tasted breast milk before. I loved it. It was a very classic Kardashian moment for like the sisters to be like, would you taste it? Yeah, I'll taste She's it. Like, I mean, I don't want to suck on your boob, but I'll <laughs> taste it. Now, Jess, would you taste breast milk? Yeah. Huh. I mean, like out of a cup? Yeah. I mean, it depends who. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It would. Be, it's a big question of who. Like we, have, just, we have a friend that just had a baby and she's breastfeeding. Would you taste her breast milk? Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. It won't kill me. All right. I mean, it's it's. If I process that it's like a bodily fluid, it makes me feel a little weird. Oh, I don't I, want to tell you about cows. <laughs> what? Oh, I mean, I know you didn't hear you, uh, Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix's Oscar speech. Apparently. I mean, it was powerful. Um, no, it's, he was just really concerned about all the babies being ripped away from their mother, mothers on farms. It was a <laughs> not not at the border, but uh, uh, farms. It was it was not. Yeah, it, it was a wow. But yeah, uh, I think the idea of thinking of of thinking of too deeply about it makes me feel a little weird. But it's not going to kill me. I, I would drink some breast milk. You know, I don't like, know. Like talking about you? The, uh, no, um, oh. I don't want to. I mean, I don't want to. <laughs> What? the question I'm not is even not curious but I think that's part of it is like the curiosity of like what does it taste like I'm yeah not, I, don't I guess I'm curious you know I don't think I've ever had breast milk ever in my life not even my mother so no nope formula there you go I mean I just yeah I'm not really looking to but no. I, I guess I would in like a dare way okay you know? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get you some breast milk <laughs> I w- watching the Oscars seeing Selma Hayek who is ageless and ageless. beautiful and very charming oh beautiful I remembered this story I know what you're gonna gosh it's so the crazy story of her being in Sierra Leone and there's a big problem in Sierra Leone um that uh there's a stigma that men will not have sex with a woman while she's breastfeeding. So a lot of women, because of pressure from their husbands, stop breastfeeding very early. Ugh. And um, there was a baby there that she thought was hungry. And so she breastfed Whipped someone else's baby. And she did it like with the intention of not just to feed a hungry baby, but to destigmatize breastfeeding. What a powerful move. I remember reading. I, I'll, I like have. That's one of those stories that's like burned in my brain. Of yeah. like, I didn't know you could. It had never occurred to me that you could like breastfeed other people's babies. I mean, there's a big market for women who are what they call super producers or something like that. Ooh. That they sell their breast milk. Oh, good. Yeah, make use of it. Why not? Because if you're just like freezing it for months and months and months, and you're like, my baby's eating a steak. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I guess I'm with Cor- I'm with Chloe, curious, <laughs> curious and willing. Um, and then we have this little uh, short oh. scene with Scott and Rob out by the pool, and Kylie is bringing them beers, beers in like mugs. <laughs> it's such a weird little pretty scene. Yeah, Rob and and Scott are out by the pool. It pisses off Caitlyn. Caitlyn obviously sees... Caitlyn's her- a real hero in this story. Yeah, this Caitlin, whole episode. Caitlyn has a really triumphant episode. Oh, yeah. With some very intense scenes that we'll get to. But, um... And asks, you know, like, is really annoyed that Scott's just, like, hanging out at his pool drinking beers with his, you know, with their daughter, like, bringing them beers. And they have this really insane scene where where, where um, Caitlin's like, why aren't you with Courtney? Like, are you sure? And, and Scott says this line that's like, I know how to handle my lady. And Caitlin's like, are you sure? And then Scott goes, I handled her well enough to get her pregnant. Uh, that's what I mean. Get another line from Scott this episode that is so like outrageously gross. Yeah. 
and you're like i just I don't, don't like know. it well when we cut to the pump station where they're learning how to breastfeed yes i there were so many interesting things about this scene one uh courtney's like i don't like this baby so chloe gives her her baby she's like oh, this, this is and she whispers this is my black baby oh boy i was like oh i mean if you were to have a child yes also this is some weird like um layered that's a very layered remark right very layered I couldn't even begin to unpack it other than like, yeah, like they, cause they've definitely been accused of fetishizing black men yeah. and it's layered. It's, there's a couple layered moments in this episode like this, where it's like the, the oh, waves yeah. of the future to come. Yes, are like, it is. Yeah. It's a lot. But we, so we have this, yeah, at this breastfeeding class, it's really intense. Poor Courtney's learning that, <laughs> that babies need to be fed a lot and that Eight they can to be 12 times a day. Yeah. That really blows her mind. And she's just in a bad mood because Scott isn't there. And she's like the only one without a dad in the breastfeeding class. And, you know, Chloe's trying to do do a solid. But, you know, she's pissed. So yeah. she comes home. Courtney returns home and is gets into it with Scott. Yes. And it basically says, like, this is the last straw. What are you even bringing to the table? To which he responds, everything. <laughs> and she says, you get it together or you're going to lose me. Yeah. I'm going to leave. Fully threatens to break up. And then we get this scene where Scott goes to Caitlin. He seeks some counsel from Caitlin. Goes to Caitlin and they have this nice little scene where Caitlin sort of gently reminds Scott. It's a nice scene. And yes. is like basically explains fatherhood and is like, hey, you, it's not about you anymore. Like you guys both have to wake up like this isn't about you. Yeah. You have to support Courtney. Also, I was like, this is so sweet of Caitlin. And then I had a theory that's very unwoke. Maybe I should delete this from the episode. But do we think that because she was definitely she had to be taking hormone therapy mm. during her transition. Do we think those hormones made her all bitchy for a few years? Oh, I don't know enough. It made her kind of like lash out and like talk trash in the tabloids a little more than she normally would have instinctually. I would love to look it up and see if that's. A- I mean, because it's it, for, for sure. Uh, my hormones make me get uh, very sassy. And yeah. like, so I could only imagine if all of a sudden a, a, like a, a ton of, of new hormone that your body isn't used to having that high of levels of yeah. is like introduced to your system that like if it can physically change your yeah. body. It, it certainly could maybe affect your mood and tood. Mood and tood. Mood and tood. Also, gosh, Caitlin was at the Oscars with Kim. Like, oh, really? Yeah, Caitlin see. and Sophia were there. Oh, they were see. taking pictures together. I gotta find you. I need. To, I thought I did some photos searching, but I did not see enough of these moments. Deep dive. Um, um, so then we we get this this really nice moment leads to you know Scott getting it together. Scott is now with in Lamaze class with her yeah. with uh, Courtney. There's like a lot of really it's really cute. He's like really doting. He's playing with her hair in the yeah. class. And it's he's very like loving. Decorated the baby's room a little. Yeah, he like you uh, know got it together. And like a crazy person, I wrote, oh, 
I miss them. I know. It's amazing how um, like the polarity I can feel in an episode where I'm just like, Scott is the grossest man that's ever lived. I can't believe Courtney had three babies with him. And then I get one scene of him being like really doting and sweet. And I'm like, why didn't it work out? Life is just not black and white. <laughs> it really is not. But so that's it. That's the end of that storyline. Scott's on board. She- yeah. Um, should we move on to Caitlin wants her own financial yeah, freedom? Sure. All right. We have Chris. She's very controlling. And especially when it comes to Caitlin's money, she's taking checks right out of her hands. <laughs> snapping them in it. Snapping them. And then uh, Caitlin mentions that she needs to buy a new motor for her helicopter. And Chris is like, that's a waste of money. And then she tricks Caitlin into giving over her wallet and then takes her ATM card away from her. Just truly belittling this is a very like belittling storyline for caitlin and is so fascinating because it really especially looking at them as like a former you know a married couple whose relationship didn't work out and we know their dynamic is obviously so complex and so you know this is obviously like produced but yeah this is well go ahead we just get a really like the kind of undercurrent of this storyline is like that's what it's hard to articulate because it just feels it's this weird thing that can happen on the show I think let me see if I can explain it where it's a very produced storyline but a very real undercurrent and it's not that they're one-to-ones that it's not the same story is happening but you feel it like right tapping into what is really there Mm -hmm. and the energy of the scenes has this like kind of kinetic weirdness that's how this storyline felt but yeah there's like a lot of really crazy moments that's like you know we rag on them a lot for things that they say that like uh, would obviously not fly in uh, 2020 so we get a scene where like you know Caitlin Caitlin goes to Chloe and asks basically to work for Chloe she asks to be literally to her little slave because she Caitlin needs money and doesn't want to ask Chris so she's going around her to try to earn money I mean this is such a kooky storyline so funny like watching this scene and watching how Caitlin is delivering all these things you can just tell she's so excited to be in the hijinks yeah like this is a turning point for her her in this television series yes where she decided i'm on board for this yes yes and i'm like willing to like have a little fun with really it. delivering and really on and really doing the scenes i and mean like, i think this is like later on we're gonna get some alien uh hunting in the desert at yes. area 51 like this is when caitlin's like all right i'm in let's have fun because i think she was skeptical at first yes well very much she was sort of like floating in the periphery and the storylines were often about like when I mean, we've covered them were often about like being disincluded and left out and lied to and so you can tell something yeah has happened where she's like I'm in and I'm doing these so yeah we have like oh so there's just this very strange exchange <laughs> where uh, she, where Caitlin is asking Chloe to be her little slave <sighs> and then Chloe goes you're such a little girl and then Chloe makes a lot, a lot of, Chloe, of what's Chloe's deal I mean it's she like almost psychic but can't stop herself from being offensive about it or also and slash or also obsessed with gender uh, uh binaries and trans she's a little transphobic and she, homophobic it, I mean, and this is it's just really crazy yeah and they're like yeah and Caitlin's like yeah I'm a wuss when it comes to this stuff and Chloe's like it's so embarrassing for you I want or it's I want uh, I want him to feel like a man and it's just like so insane to yeah. hear it all like yeah. in, the, in the context of everything we know yeah uh, Chloe's idea of the world is truly so binary yeah I just think it's like 
it rattles her world too much, I think, for for things to not be in binary. And Boy, like, did karma really teach her? <laughs> I mean, she's not. You know what? Someone I heard once that like you are taught lessons in life, mm-hmm. and the more resistant you are to learning your lessons, the more you get. Ooh. And I feel like it's a real testament of her just not quite letting herself understand and reconcile some of her life lessons i mean not hearing herself for sure but god how embarrassing to have a record of like some of the stuff (sighs) that's come out of her mouth so so then we have yeah chris is getting her hair dyed in her bathroom and we have chloe and kim are asked to approve a wardrobe piece for her event and it is a a calvin klein dress that is four thousand dollars and everyone is appalled and chloe's calling her a hypocrite and then they go through Chris's wallet to be like, how many credit cards do you have? And Chris says, and I quote, you don't go through someone's wallet. That's rude. (laughs) After three scenes away from her literally doing that to Caitlin. It's insane. It's insane. Meanwhile, we have shot, we have scenes of Caitlin having arrived at Dash to do her chores to earn money from Chloe. And she's so thrilled. She's 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 having the best damn time, by the way. Don't feel sorry for her. Climbing up on ladders, dusting (laughs) lights, dusting black chandeliers. She's having the best time. It's really cute. Oh my God. Do you think they use those chandeliers to make uh, Laura Dern's dress for the (laughs) Oscars? Yes. It's a perfect (laughs) infinity loop of Hollywood. I couldn't stop noticing that that dress really looked like a a bordello's lamp. It really, it didn't work for me. I love her. Um, And then we have another scene where, yeah, there's a, again, there's more of these weird transphobic like comments and like, do you have any, anyways, whatever. Yeah, we don't even talk about her talking about cutting off Caitlyn's genitals. It's really weird. It's very weird. Um, So Chloe essentially narcs on Chris for having that $4,000 dress and Caitlyn is rightly upset and Kim comes up. Kim is always the one with a plan. Always. Especially when it comes to like a sneaky little oh, yeah. a sneaky plan. She's like, let's go get that dress and we'll hold it hostage for the dry cleaners. Yes. Naturally. This is what all families get up to. Also, let me ask you a question. I don't know a lot about um, like couture. Yeah. Do you have a dress dry cleaned before you wear it? Because it had the tags on it. <laughs> no. I thought that the same thing. I was like, I think there's a little plot hole. <laughs> right? I need this dress for tonight. Was bizarre. Why would it? Unless why? I just don't like me. I don't know. Like, no, unless it was just like they forgot some piece of it. But no, that didn't right. make sense to me either. But no, we we have um they, they, they steal the dress. They call Chris. They're like, they hold it hostage. We they, have sunglasses in a Range Rover. It's classic. Classic. It's classic. And, and we have Caitlin saying that she's scared to death of Chris. <laughs> and then Chris arrives at the house steaming mad, fuming mad. And we get this really wonderful moment that I thought was truly very funny wherever, where Caitlin shushes everybody and is like, shh, 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 wait, wait. Bitch, I want my damn ATM card. And then just the like and then smile like, from here. And then is so, so pleased with herself. Ooh. Like, I talked shit to my mean wire. <laughs> so, yeah, Chris is like searching the house because she still doesn't want to give over the ATM card. No. Which I guess is like fake. But yeah. finally they have the handoff at the same time. <laughs> and they're both happy. They're both happy. It's fine. It and maybe fine. Chris learned a little something because then later she buys Caitlin 
a new helicopter that costs a new toy <laughs> helicopter that costs three thousand dollars and the hobby store employees are just like so baffled by what on earth is happening yeah they're like why is there a camera crew in here why is there these are who are these people in here but yeah we get a nice resolution where chris supports uh caitlin's now, uh toy helicopter the, hobby i think the funny thing about this i mean there's a lot of weird things about this storyline but the idea that Chris was like, you need to manage your money better. Right. And the resolution was, well, let's both be very. <laughs> that was the resolution was like, we like being stupid with our money and we're both stupid we're with gonna our money. We're going to do it. So that's the end. Great. Great. Okay. La- this one. This Rob's last story heartbreak. <sighs> wow. I don't so, know. I was not ready for how real this one got. Kim walks in on Rob and he is looking through hundreds and hundreds of old photos from adrian from the cheetah girls his and ex apparently she used to take a photo every single day and he has a file and he's like i'm just going through these mm. just going through these photos mm. uh and he admits that they aren't together anymore because he cheated yep it is a sad sad scene it's this is the lowest we've disturbing i mean this uh, part of me was like no wonder Rob quit the show. This is one of the most like to let yourself be. He's so unhinged in this storyline and it is so sad and embarrassing and also like scary. Yeah. The, like I will say I found Rob's actions like very problematic. Absolutely. And so basically he he is like stuck on this idea that like he's miserable. So basically he keeps calling and calling and calling Adrian and she won't return his call. And be- this is like following that he was at the wedding Chloe Lamar's wedding and he was like maybe we could have had something so and nothing came of it and she's not calling him back and he keeps calling her and calling her now at first I thought this scene was like or this uh, montage of cuts was filmed on the same day because he's just wearing different tank tops yeah and I was like oh yeah he's got a little shoulder scab and a bunch of the scenes but then it switches and he doesn't have a scab Mm. it's pre-scab and I was like oh he has been doing this for a while yeah and he basically it's like the sisters end up having because he he finally there's a conversation he has with Kim where he says he had called her 60 times and he says i just can't be lonely and single anymore and that he sends an email or a text every single day and it's sort of where him and, and not just one email he says oh no yeah he's like he says i send her an email every day and not just one. Oh yes a yes bunch. yes <laughs> like, and so the sisters rightfully are like hey enough and so yeah. they have this like intervention where they're like you have a major problem you're obsessed with adrian and he's really defensive and he's like she understands how i am she doesn't think i'm crazy and chloe's like are you sure <laughs> and i love it because courtney goes i'm over it <laughs> and <laughs> courtney is over it but it sort of was like the whole thing really struck me because it is such a narcissistic and like a deeply problematic view that has nothing to do with her right. and her feelings absolutely, or listening to her or trying to understand her. I mean, he's young. He's a young guy. He's like 22. But it is like so emblematic how I think a lot of like a kind of view of emotions and that he doesn't think it's fair or right that he's unhappy and that the concept of a breakup which is misery and pain and suffering until you're over it because a person gets to choose whether they want to be with you or not he like is refuting it like i'm sad and miserable though and that's not fair well also i will say for him that uh, 
all media has supported this way of thinking for yes. him. Yes. Yes. Like John Cusack standing outside of a girlfriend's window with a boom box. I thought the same. It's Honestly, like, every John Cusack movie, he is a stalker. Well, and it's even so he comes up with this idea to go to New York to where she is. She is not contacting him. She has expressed no interest in seeing him. And he decides to fly to New York, surprise her, go to her home. And I, to that's your point, so scary. I was like, oh, my God, this is horrible. And like the sisters are clearly uneasy. But guess who's on board? Chris. Chris Jenner. And guess what she says? Get that girl. Get your girl. And it's like exactly to your point. She where said, it's like, I think you're doing the right I thing. I think you're doing the right thing. And it's like, no wonder. Like, this is such like a, a supported, to your point, like movie idea of men like cornering and finding women and like professing their love. And it has nothing to do with with the the idea that a woman is so not in control that yeah. she would want to be with him but just like can't find a way to express it yeah. versus and has no agency and that a man gets to like show up on her property is so what feeds into this like mentality of like men stalking women like yeah. this is like truly stalking yeah it's so scary Absolutely. i felt so bad for adrian like yeah. She's in fucking New York. She went to the other side of the country to like get away from him and this family, probably. Uh, yeah. And like here he is just like re rejecting the notion that she doesn't want to be with him, like demanding that she that, like it just is not taking into consideration like what she actually wants or how she feels at all. And like you were saying earlier about the idea that because you feel bad, you are entitled to this. Like. I, I feel like that sometimes, especially in love, we think a feeling is a fact. Yes. Like, I'm in love with this person. They're the one for me. It's like, yeah. no, no, you're and like it's an infatuation possibly. But like just because you feel something about the idea of someone doesn't mean that's who you're supposed to be with. That's who your soulmate. Like you think about oh God, even myself, like at a younger age where. I just be like, this is the one. I wouldn't feel this way if it weren't the one. Why are we not being put together? No, and it's like, that is a part of the human experience is like that love, you know, kind of makes our brains do that. But it's like, I just was so shocked that like the idea, he has this line where he was like, I'm miserable every single day. It's not okay. And it's like, it's, it's like, it's not okay with you, you know, that you are sad, which is part of being broken up. Like it is, it's like, it's very Kardashian too, because it's also about not respecting like the processing of emotions yeah. and that it's like that trauma has occurred. That's something that you're upset that you're angry. It's just like, I have these feelings and I don't like them and she is the cause of it. So I'm going to go to her and make her make them go away. Yeah. That you have no responsibility to understanding them or fixing them on your own. Yeah. He thinks that like stalking her is, is like, is acknowledging like pain and yeah. like what happened. Oh my also, God. It made like, me so fucking mad. I think like just, and I don't think that Rob is necessarily physically violent. I think he has been emotionally violent mm -hmm. and has, um, uh, been, like the revenge porn is a, a form of violence. Yeah. Um, but when we think about this whole storyline and Chris supporting it oh my after God, her so best telling. friend was murdered by someone who could not let, let go her go 
I mean, it was when Chris says, like, I think you're doing the right thing. The lack my, of understanding of what, I mean, I, again, that is not what Rob, I don't believe Rob's going to no, be a murderer. I know. No, you're not saying that Rob is OJ, but the point is that like that as a mother to not like tell your son, I understand you love her, but it, she let her decide for herself. should have known, like, especially Chris should have known, like should have put that together. Chris of all people should have been like, you cannot do this. No. I was but just she's floored. Truly, like, what a Chris is. Chris is crazy. <laughs> she's so broken. She's out of her fucking mind. Honestly, once Kim and Kanye got together, a lot started changing because I feel like she had a new sort of manager in mm-hmm. her life. Uh, I mean, we're really watching, like, it's yeah, just a person who <laughs> is like just a classic enabler, you know, and just like validating. Validating Rob being that obsessed and psychotic. Well, and, and it's not nurturing psychotic, but like, narcissism. Yes. Um, but so then we have an incredible oh. scene, a historic scene that I had forgotten about. Oh, boy. Which is that Kim is driving Rob to the airport. To LAX. To go to New York. And Kim is clearly not on board. She's asking a lot of very like, yes. what is the plan? What are you going to do? And on route on route he gets an email from adrian's email address yes but makes is frantic makes kim pull pull the car over is immediately upset and oh my god i had forgotten this scene the email starts with i don't want you to take this the wrong way but this is a new man man in her life yeah (laughs) he's like what you're doing is not healthy we're trying to get this thing started. You got to stop this. Her Blackberry goes off basically all day and all night. And it's only you. It's clearly over. And it is Adrian's new boyfriend writing Rob telling him to leave her the fuck alone. Now, Jessica. Uh-huh. Is it Adrian's new boyfriend? <laughs> is it really Adrian's new boyfriend saying, don't take this the wrong way? I know that men are very <laughs> used to like prefacing and making sure to soften yes. the blow. Yes, you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, yeah. Like I bet if we looked at that email, it had a lot of like exclamation marks and sort of like smiley faces and like using the word just or only wanted to. Um, I think there is a case to be made that Adrian is like legit terrified. Oh, yeah. And probably like maybe some producer like from the show leaked and was like, hey, we're coming and literally like, was like are we, are, can we film oh like, yeah or just like somehow got wind and I that think she it was have like, been a sister that that tip drop because yeah, they're still they're all very good too. friends yeah and that like yeah in in like out of legit fear like maybe sent that email and being like yeah this is her scary this is her scary new boyfriend hey um hi i don't want you to take it this the wrong way i'm her new boyfriend um it's just that like it's not really healthy for you to keep calling all the time because like we're really trying to work focus on our relationship and it's like yeah oh i hope you don't think i'm being a bitch jerk jerk i mean jerk jerk, jerk mean guy <laughs> um so he, that's it that's it Kim says rob i think that's a sign <laughs> like, oh do you kim kim it's not a, a sign it's almost a restraining order <laughs> It's not like a, oh, a, a feather landed on. I'm not taking you to the airport. Oh, really, Kim? We've decided that maybe he should not go now. Wait, I know who tipped Adrian off. Who? Robert Sr. Oh! 
The ghost. He was protecting them. <laughs> the ghost of Robert Kardashian Sr. He protected he re- her. shines again. He was like, I'm protecting her and Rob at the same time. Hey, he did a good job. It would have been mortifying. Oh, it would have been so bad. So he learned his lesson. He he learns, he says, I needed to learn that cheating isn't acceptable. He says he'll never do it to his future wife or girlfriend. He's crying. He says he has to move on. It sucks. He has to face the repercussions of his actions and begin processing the pain he caused another person and the pain he caused himself in turn and that's how that works and you know what happened next he met a girl who's armenian at ketsu (laughs) and they're gonna go to the movies he's going out with violet bitch adrian who Uh, (laughs) i was only psychotically calling her one day ago oh boy (laughs) me healthy now and hey look we've all been crazy of course i mean that's the thing that's why i think it like grates on me so badly is because like it's so relatable but it's like to just feel so entitled uh and to put it on display and to like i just was so like and to see a a grown adult his own mother being like go get her robbie is like (laughs) no chris i mean is this before or after chris got like an iv of martinis (laughs) she had a line earlier in this episode that was like this is why why i drink when she was getting like chased around looking for her dress um I think this was a good episode. It was great. It was bloated and crazy and also a lot of really like relevant, Mm -hmm. uh, fascinating storylines that are like very telling of what's to come. Uh, Total non sequitur. Do you watch The Bachelor? No. Well, (sighs) that's like, what's he doing? I wish I could. I wish I had any context. Look, he he's really not doing the right thing. No. I don't well, know if anyone else watches, but he should have kept Kelly. <laughs> you know, it is actually like to just watch one scene last night, I think would be really fascinating for you. There is okay. one woman who is 27. She is at least five to six years older than every other woman on the show. Yeah, 27 is like 76 in Bachelor At, the, years, at this right? point, at least. There, was, there were some older women earlier, but okay. um, they actually met at the Four Seasons in Westlake. Oh. Um, just okay. coincidentally before the show okay so like he kind of had like a little thing for her i'm sure they had sex before because okay. he loves to do that oh good for him that's his thing okay and she is a lawyer mm-hmm. and she is not a size double zero. Oh, she is like scary. a real woman she's probably like a size <laughs> four or ah! six even ah! But she looks like a like him standing next to these other women. Like she looks like crazy. Well, it's so interesting because like literally in the lat, like she is wearing. I'm sorry if it's a spoiler. Um, she's wearing like an all white outfit, like white jeans and all. Huh. And you know, like very brave for someone who is the biggest person in the room to right, do that. But right. she is just like such a real woman, mm. and it's. And they really edited all of her stuff to make her look like the villain. Like they, like they did a lot of splicing to be like, "I'm a lawyer. I mean, what do these girls have going for them? They're babies." But as you can tell, it's like very like cut, choppy, choppy. Yeah, they really wanted like you could tell they wanted her to be the bad guy this season, and almost unanimously on Twitter, everyone's like. We will not see Kelly as the villain. Ooh. We love Kelly. Kelly's too good for this franchise. Hell yeah. This is really cool. I don't know. I like it. Okay. I'll watch. 
I watched some just clips. Just that one scene where you're like, it's so weird to see this woman standing next to these like tiny women who you would think are normal sized. They are until not. Until you see a real woman and you're like, oh, wow. Ooh, I want to see. It's interesting. Anyway, um, that's it. Well, um, sorry. I had to dig into another series. No. I, I mean, t- I always feel like I'm missing a massive chunk of pop culture by well, not watching The Bachelor. You got to stop going to work. <laughs> okay. Happily. When you're on hiatus from uh, your job, you can watch every reality show. That's all I want to do. That's how I would prefer to spend all of my time. It's not good for your mental health. (laughs) Well, we will continue recapping season four of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Um, We've been watching it on on Hulu. Uh, Find it wherever you want to find it, but watch it along with us. Uh, And we release new episodes every Wednesday. We have a website, Kardashianit.com. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts where you can rate and review this podcast, which helps us a lot, helps other people find find this podcast uh check out our twitter and our instagram and like our facebook page email us corrections comments and kardashian run-ins at kardashian at gmail.com thanks so much for listening to kardashian it bye, bye.